welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theatre the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. With the country in a state of emergency, now is the time to support the artists in need who are suddenly out of work. If you have any dollars to spare, send your favorite artist a tip on Venmo and say, thinking of you. I've been lucky to feature so many incredible artists that we all could use a little help. Karma comes back to you. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter, and visit TheatreTheNow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. The coronavirus can't stop us from talking about our favorite reality show. It's time to break down the latest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 12. And joining me via Skype for a block talk first, it's Fifi Dubois. How are you? Hello. Worlds apart. I know. here in Inwood. (laughs) This is is wild. Um, I'm excited for this new possibility of like recording via Skype because this could open up a lot of possibilities for me. Yeah, I was going to say on my podcast, I've done it. A few times, and it, it usually turns out pretty well as long as both people have decent equipment. Right, and that, that's when, always... it's when people are trying to do it on like homophones and 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 things right. like that, so, gramophones and me, shit. I mean, listen, everyone's going to be having um, uh, OnlyFans very soon. Everyone's going to be starting a podcast over uh, yeah. this um, pandemic, so everyone will be able to Skype uh, podcast soon. But how, how have you been? I, it's been a while. I have been very good, busy. Well, busy until yeah. You know. <laughs> Uh, where did you watch this last episode? I watched at my viewing party at Bar None. Amazing. In Village. Uh, did you have an audience, even though it was... Uh, I had a beginning? lovely audience of one. Amazing. So it was an yeah. intimate little show. It was very intimate, yes. Um, so this is a special season. I'm glad to have you on now that we have our official 13 together, um, because yep. we have five New York City girls. We do. And I was, I was curious, like, what five is... And a half. Well, five and a half. Uh, yeah, I guess five and a half. What 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 is your relationship with the New York City five and a half? Um, so I've known Britta from the beginning. I wouldn't say that we're like besties, but I knew her when she was starting doing drag when she still looked like she worked at Olive Garden wearing big ties <laughs> and those Oxford shoes she wore. Uh, so I knew her for, from the beginning till now. Um, and she's really grown exponentially and it's been really amazing to see her growth and her, um, rise to popularity. And then who else we have? We have Jackie Cox. I've known Jackie Cox since the beginning. Jackie Cox and I have done a lot of shows and so you can drag and things like that together. Right. Right. Um, who else we have? Sherry Pie. Other than the, the obvious that's happening. Um, yep. Yep. Sherry has shopped at Abracadabra from me for eon so i've known her acquaintance wise through that and kind of always know what she's working on because she's literally buying it from me at my store <laughs> um and then nikki doll i've never worked with and i've not really met as far as to my recollection someone's gonna pull up a photo and send it to me on instagram <laughs> us together i'm sure somewhere um and then that's four who am i missing jan 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 i've I knew Jam when Jam was doing Chris Jenner, like everybody says. Right. Um, and I love working with Jan. I think Jan is very smart and very sweet and very gung-ho, but not quite to the extent that we're seeing it on the show that everyone's right. talking about. Right. This, like, this, like, baby doll, like, just so happy to be here energy, just exuberant at all times, which 
I don't know. Maybe it's the jet lag. Who knows? But... Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, it's been really fun to watch um, the New York girls. And I guess for mm-hmm. me also, this is the first season where I've known them all in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, some more than others. But it's right. been exciting to see them interact and see how how much better New York is than some other cities I mean... of drag. I also like that we're getting to see some cities that we haven't seen that much from, like yeah. Kansas City, which we only really saw Monique from. Right. Um, we've got the BFEs of Atlanta and Georgia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we've got lots, lots of different places that like we haven't seen that much. San Francisco, we haven't seen right. anyone since Honey Mahogany. Like, and we've so never it's good s- to see new new places. And this is the first time we've seen a pageant queen come out of uh, Ma- uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Every other uh, Wisconsin right. queen has been a campy comedy white mm-hmm. bitch. So it's been it's well, been really cool. We, oh, we had um. We had Max, Trixie we had Trixie. And Max. Was, um, was, uh, and where was James. Magnolia? Was Magnolia from there, too? I don't think so. I think it was just... Seattle or something, maybe. Yeah. But let's let's talk about this episode a little bit. So we dive into the workroom. There's a short-lived standoff between the Jets and the Sharks, and they finally come together and hug it out. And, of course, we get the hug between Jan and Britta, who are part of the same drag family. Mm-hmm. That's really sweet. And you knew... You, the, the editors can try all they want to make it seem like it was going to be, like, mean and evil, but they're, they love each other. It was... It was sweet. There's always um, that that western standoff. Exactly, music, the tumbleweeds and the. At, at some <laughs> point, they're going to change that up because it's getting a little repetitive because we get it so often. But Britta reminds the audience that New York City is here to represent and that they are the best queens in the world. And I like to think that was originally a confessional from Sherry Pie, seeing as what happens later on in the episode. But we do know that there has been some editing uh, post events. Yeah. Yeah, um, so the first episode obviously came out with the first episode with Sherry came out as is because they didn't have time to edit it. Right. And I've noticed like from not only watching the episode, they've with the episode, they've cut out all of her confessionals. Right. And then with any of the reviews, including Fashion Photo Review and Pit Stop, they just don't even talk about her. Yeah. Unless it's She's out. in regards to the win, which I think is interesting, but it also it sways it. Oh, absolutely. So, like, exponentially. Like, even with the first episode, she was in the top two, but just because of the press and everything like that, you didn't want her to be in the top two. You're like, she didn't do that well. You were just looking at it through very foggy, hazy glasses that just didn't even want you to see her. So it's just just really put a negative spin on everything and even the way that we're watching the show. So I think it's going to be interesting to see, obviously, she's good at drag. There's no denying that. Absolutely. And I don't think that... You can deny that because obviously the show's been filmed and she's done how she does. And I think it's just going to be interesting to see her succeed, but not really be talked about or absolutely give any sort of like praise or or much of a um, spotlight because of what's going on or what has what. Has- uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting to see how it's how it's really swayed the way that you're viewing the show. But we'll get into more about how I, Absolutely. how I viewed her yeah, when yeah. we get to that um, part of it. I was actually sent a video of a side by side. I'm not sure where they originally uh, came from, but there is a side by side video of the scene between um, the three girls, one brain um, discussion of the, uh, what they're going to do with mm-hmm. the edited version and then the original version. And it's oh. very different. Um, because How most of the British talking points are from right. Sherry. 
So right. very interesting to see how things are going to change and how we're going to adjust to it. But I, I'm I'm optimistic. Well, and and the way that it made it look now, which it might have been different, it's kind of villainizing Britta a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Not hearing not hearing from Sherry is because it's not the two of them be ganging up on her. It's seeming like it's just Britta ganging right. up on Aiden. And um, which also I didn't agree with that at all. I really thought that Aiden held her own. And I thought that I she was smart, smart putting two people who are seasoned performers with someone who is not a seasoned performer. I, I think that's smart on her part. I think she did the right thing. And I think that they're they're penalizing her and, and belittling her. For playing the game, which I, I think agree. is ridiculous. Well, as all the girls are uh, talking uh, to each other, the conversation turns to who won the first episode. And after revealing the results, Jada asks, "What's y'all's specialty?" And Gigi responds in the new meme of the season: "Name something." Um, very I, cute. I kind of live for Gigi. I think I she's too. adorable. Uh, I know you do. <laughs> that's your type. <laughs> it's very much my type. Oh, that's your type. Um, but with I forgot. I completely lost my train of thought. Uh, oh, what's been bothering me? Why is every single, like, every five minutes on this season, someone is asking, so what do you do? What do you do? Right. What's your thing? What do you like? What's your drag? What kind of drag do you do? Why it's almost that? like the producers are asking them. Oh, it's that's absolutely what's happening. Yeah. And they're just not even trying anymore, which kind right. of bothers me. Like, so, like, what do you, even if they said things like, what do you think her drag is like? Or look at her and tell her what you think about her. Or, like, ask everyone if they've done... Like, I remember in Michelle's season, someone said, well, who does pageants? Or who does comedy? Like, ask it that way rather than saying, like, well, what do you do? Tell me about right. yourself. Give me your type five about what you like. Like, yeah, that, that's not good TV to me. Not at all. Not at all. Um, and then there's a discussion about if there was any, you know, fighting going on. Mm -hmm. um, and group two decides to say that there was a little tiff between Jada and Sherry having a slight disagreement. But everyone on, on group one was like, no, we love each other. We're best friends. Oh, and it was um, literally the exact same thing. Like, exactly. They both had the exact and, same and, problems. And yeah. as Nikki says, why give away all the secrets and spill all the tea? She's yeah. right. It's a reality TV I show. I agree. I agree. But also, I personally did not care for the first two episodes because one they were the same they were the yes. same episode yeah. just with different girls and they like it was sloppily put together those the two performances they used a lot of great editing techniques to make them look a little better than they what they sure were did. but they were but they were not that good like neither performance was spectacular to me and of course they had already decided that they weren't sending anybody home so they had to make it look like it was better than it was right i think i, I enjoyed on that bitch i think mostly because of the, the excitement of better. a new yeah in the excitement of a new season and yeah we didn't have no and any, that's 100 um, what it was and yeah. everyone had positive opinions about that episode and then they kind of had meh opinions about the second episode and Absolutely. i was like all those ways that you feel about the second episode that's exactly how i felt about the first episode i think y'all were just watching it through rose-colored glasses absolutely I'll, I, I'll, I, I will admit that well new day in the workroom and sherry jackie Britta, and jan hop on in like they're the new wizard of oz um <laughs> rue walks in with the most obnoxious suit ever uh, but Rue is back with the glasses. We I like no more... it. Yeah, well, it... but there was no more uh, hat or scarf, so no more easily Alicia Keys. Nope, we're done with that. No. So yeah. starting this week, we're back to the lip sync for your life, and the stakes are back. Um, and then we finally get to meet the pit crew of the season. Uh, so is this the first time we're seeing the pit crew this season? Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, we didn't get to I see them. I didn't even notice yet. that. Yeah. Yeah. 
So the oh, because bottom... the mini challenge was the runways. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, we saw other people, but not the pit crew. Right. So the top and the bottom of the bunch strut in, and in this mini challenge, the winners of the two groups have to order the group other group in order from top to bottom. And we saw this kind of challenge on uh, Drag Race UK, and it caused some drama, and it was really fun. So I'm glad we got to see this again. Mm-hmm. Um, Widow and her backpack. Um, no, it's not a name brand backpack. <laughs> uh, she decides to go Sherry, Jan, Dahlia, Rockham, and Aiden. Jada goes Gigi, Britta, Nikki, Jackie, Crystal, and Heidi. And there are some hurt feelings, as as expected. But in the twist of the day, Rue announces the team captains will be Jada, Widow, and the two bottoms, Aiden and Heidi. Well, how did Do you, you feel with, about the... I was say, did you agree with the lineup for both the groups? Yes and no. I think the first group I pretty much agree with. I think that's about how I would place I them. Would, I would knock down Dahlia a lot. <laughs> I would okay. put her in the bottom. What was the, what was the order again? For it was the, Sherry, Jan, Dahlia, Rockham, and Aiden. I would probably switch Rockham and Dahlia. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then for the other group, I would switch Nikki and Jackie. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but overall, I think it was a, a, a fair challenge. And obviously, Aiden and Heidi were a little butthurt for, for it. But they got to pick their teams, and that's yeah. good on them. In this maxi challenge, they will be improvising their way through a little show called World's Worst, where they play wannabe performers with no talent whatsoever. And they mm-hmm. just need to make Rue laugh, which is basically the premise of this goddamn show anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so Aiden decides to select Sherry and Britta. Heidi selects Jackie and Gigi. Widow selects Nikki and Crystal. Jada selects Jan and Dahlia, which means Rockham has to pick who she wants to be. And she decides to go with her premier sisters and goes on Team Jada. I thought these were really fun groups. They all made sense. I think, yeah, I think they made sense. The only one that, like, I was interested by her choice was kind of Heidi. Yeah. Um, because, yes, Jackie is an obvious choice. I don't know if Gigi would have been my first choice for an acting challenge. I don't think that she did bad. She didn't do great because she spent half no, the challenge. No, but I, I think she wanted to stay asleep. with her premiere sisters. Comfortable, yeah. Yeah, she was yeah. comfortable with them. Um, because I think, really, like... Aiden was the only one to stray. Yeah. I so, agree. Yeah, I know. Interesting, that too. interesting. I know well, that too. Aiden is excited to do improv because she likes to create a character and she can prove that she can do it. Her group is three girls, one brain, and she mm. thinks that they don't need to say the words all together, but isn't that the whole point of the scene? Um, I agree with where she wanted to go with it. Because what it was giving me was uh the SNL weekend update characters right. from Fred Armisen and uh, Kristen Wiig where like they would have a song yeah. that they knew all the words to, but then they didn't and they would just make it up as they went. And it was yeah. kind of funny to hear them kind of go back and forth and not really know what they were doing. I thought that was the funnier way to go with it in my opinion, because otherwise it's not improv. It's not Great. improv. If you all know the words, like well, it was that, really that interesting. was my problem with it. Yeah, well, it was interesting, and Rue said later that there's like, uh, the, it's improv, but you had like place markers of what to do. So they had a, like, they had an outline, they had a beginning, middle, and end. Is what I'm guessing from what yeah. I could see on the there paper. There's a lot of things on that paper. Like, yeah, absolutely. It was a full page. Yeah, it was. They gave them the whole plot, where they were to go with it, when Jada was meant to enter and ruin the scene. Like, yeah, it was all. It was a whole planned out thing. So like, it was improv, but. Basically, we didn't pay script writers, so right. it's improv, quote unquote. Exactly. Um, but you have a an outline. You come up with your lines, kind of thing. Um, that 
honestly, to me, the weakest concept was the three girls, one brain. Yeah, it had potential. It just didn't really go anywhere. And when but we get into... My, I had a problem with it because how are you judging them individually when literally they are all saying the same lines at the uh, same time? Fair. I think it was a matter of are they cohesive? And if not, is there someone standing yeah, out? But, but cohesive would mean that they're all on the same even playing field. How is Sherry a quote-unquote standout? Sure. I don't think she really was. Sure. Well, I mean, I, I think that Britta and Sherry were definitely going a little bigger with their movements, and they were absolutely. kind of matching each other better than Aiden was. Aiden was a little smaller, and I would give them that. But at the same time, like, she was still with the group. Yeah. You know? So yeah. it, it that one, to, that to me was, was the weakest entertainment-wise. Like, what, I didn't really laugh. I wasn't really all that entertained. It and they also went last, so... It wasn't even their concept. Like, it's not like no. they came up with this brilliant idea to do three girls, one... Like, it was get, it was handed to them. Right. Well, as we mentioned, Britta gets all the confessional talking points about Aiden mm-hmm. because we banned Sherry from speaking. Uh, Britta <laughs> says that she doesn't trust Aiden and thinks she's not cut out to lead a team. Um, over on Rock... But she literally... What, that bothers me because she literally chose her. I know, like, I know. Like, shouldn't she be flattered that someone... like? Oh, I'm offended that she picked me because she's weaker than me. No, she sees you as a threat and as a big player, so she wants you on her team. I think that's the definition of flattery. Like, yeah, absolutely. that makes no sense to me as a as a thought process, as a as a way to th- approach this situation. That's the absolute negative, worst way to look at something. Right. Well, Rock calls this challenge a turducken of reality shows, and I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, she, she's become really good at confessionals. Um, well, Jada's very group, funny. she is Jada's group is a group of fruit who are LGBTQ activists. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this was just a hot mess altogether, but Jada and Rockham battle it out as to who is going to play the bad apple role and mm-hmm. Rockham leaves it up to Jada to decide the role. And without hesitation, Jada takes it for herself. Rockham just does not stick up for herself at all. Ever. No. And I think that very... she said that she said that in the other episode that she, she, is afraid to take leadership, to take initiative, and that that will be your downfall in Absolutely. this type of situation. Yeah. Um, you need to definitely stand up for yourself. I've noticed it with other girls that like try to play it coy and try to like fade into the background, and I'm like, this is a TV show. If, if you want to fade into the background, you you are sending yourself home. Absolutely, that's the the end of it. If if you don't stand up for yourself, if you don't put your best foot forward, no one else is going to do it for you. That's true. Meanwhile, the Del Rio triplets are all approaching 80, and Jackie has a lot of improv background to lead the group. Um, and Gigi and Heidi have said that they have done it in school. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the first rule of improv is yes, and... But, Heidi, you don't actually say the words. You don't actually right. say yes, and. Very cute. It was very, very funny. Um, no, she's, she's adorable. She's precious. Definitely a top fan favorite. Yeah. For sure. I don't know how far she'll go, but she's definitely like got the personality coming out coming yeah, out the wazoo absolutely well over with the squirrel scouts nikki doesn't want to go predictable but she is stuck as the sexy one and widow is the drunk one um and then we get rue so she comes on by and asks widow why she put aiden as the weakest link and she says when they got to meet each other she didn't give enough of who she is because she lacked the confidence mm-hmm. great we're, we're we have to have the whole um speech ready to go of who we are um, and if you don't tell everyone then you are weak uh-huh. Rue decides to call Crystal kind of wacky with the hair of Eldebarge. Um, did you know who <laughs> Eldebarge was? 
Um, I had heard the name, but I did yeah. not. I did not make the automatic correlation. Rhythm of the night. Yeah, I'm shocked that they got the rights to it. Well, thanks, <laughs> thanks VH1. You know, I yeah. saw that. And I was like, oh, they got that VH1 money now. They're yes, like, they VH1 do. Is like, oh, we can actually get you that. Yeah, here we go. Rue asks if they've done any improv before, and Nikki says she's done it in French, and Widow says she hosts shows, but. As Rue says, it's not exactly the same thing. No. Um, I understand where she's coming from. Like, there's a little more ease when you're hosting a show and knowing that you have to do improv, but it's not the same at all. Well, I think think the biggest thing is, even with hosting, yeah, it's about comedic timing, knowing when to push the joke and when to fall back. Exactly. That's what she means. Are you ready for some drag race controversy? Sure. Spill it to me. Rue walks over to Heidi... And immediately says, that's a terrible name. And Rue says it's because it's technical. Heidi, then you have to reshape your mouth to say N. And Rue mm-hmm. decides to suggest two names. But the one that stands out is Heidi Ho. Now, mm-hmm. hold on. If you want Heidi Ho and Drag Race, put the OG on there. I screamed. Thank God I was at home watching this. I, w- I, I, I died. I mean, there there were pheromones before pheromones was Absolutely. on drag race. There were Sharon needles before Sharon needles was on drag race. There will, I guarantee in the next five years, there will be a Robin banks or Robin mansions on drag yeah. race. There, there are just certain names that have been done and no offense to Heidi Ho. I'm sure there are other Heidi Ho's. I'm sure out there, probably spelled differently or live in different. And, and com- at least uh, one of countries. them has applied to the show. So Rue's known the name before. Yeah. Um, so but that was it was it's who gets there first this. Exactly. It happens. Um my thing so I heard a rumor that the show actually made her change her name. I've heard that rumor too. The rumor and it was... I heard is that her name is Heidi Nina Closet, which if you say quickly is Heidi Nina Closet. Heidi yes. Nina Closet. And it totally makes sense and it rolls out the tongue. One, you've got I love a three name, Sarah Jessica Parker, Neil Patrick Harris, Jennifer Love Hewitt, I love a three name name. So that makes total sense to me. And then Heidi Nina Closet is a is a phrase versus Heidi right. and Closet is not a phrase. It's yes. not a sentence. You well, know? Um, so there... I say I would be like, why can't I just be Heidi Nina Closet? Because well, there's been a Nina before. But there's here's... been there's been two Ninas, sis. Like, what's the problem with a third Nina? Well, the so there, there, there the was holy, some discussion. The holy Nina there was some discussion on my uh, Facebook thread when I was freaking out about the Heidi Ho uh, thing. Uh-huh. Uh, and our dear friend Adriana Trenta was t- talking about this rumor of the Heidi Nina Closet. It was, that's who I heard it from, was from Adriana, yes. Well, it was debunked by Jackie it's, Cox. Uh, uh, Jackie okay. Cox says they didn't shorten her name. It really is just Heidi and Closet. Ugh. So that is coming from one of the besties. So that is that is what we got. Thank well, you, she Jackie. was there, yeah. She, yeah. Would, she would know, so okay. But I think that's the solution to me. I, absolutely. You've already, you've already advertised yourself as Heidi N. Closet. What does the N stand for? Nina. Change to Heidi Nina Closet. There you go. Ba-bam. Maybe yeah. that's what's coming. Maybe. And we just we'll don't see. know it yet. We'll see. Maybe that's well, the solution they come up with. Speaking of Jackie, um, Rue is over with Jackie, and we learn that Jackie does love improv, and then she tells Rue about the first rule of improv, and Heidi tells Rue that she has improvised in her bedroom, to which Rue calls her a character. It's true. She is very, very, very much a character. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Rue then heads over to Jada's team and asks, and I quote, Rock'em Sock'em. Literally called her Rock'em Sock'em. That's bad. How do the editors keep that in? 
Um, well, she calls her Rock'em Sock'em, and that's okay, but Britta Filter can't be Britta Filter and Jan right, Sport can't be Jan Sport. Is yeah. it because it's not Rock'em Sock'em This is the light product. Yeah, yeah, wild, wild. Um, yeah. Well, we learn uh, why that why she chose the team that she did, and um, Rock'em basically says that she needed the emotional support. We're getting, we're getting a lot of um, emotion out of Rock'em this season already, and we're, what, three episodes in, two with her? Rock'em thinks her character... It makes sense. It makes sense for that type of performer to be very guarded and, like, not... Like, they obviously... She hides behind a character. She hides behind big makeup and big costumes and all that kind of stuff. So, it makes sense. Yeah. Well, Rock'em thinks that her character in the sketch is not interesting and that she will go down in flames. So, she tells the group that she would feel more comfortable with the apple. And Jaida says, nope, too late. And, again... Okay. I know we've already talked about this a little bit. But, it's an outline i agree you can do whatever you want with that character like i would have made more orange you glad i'm here jokes clementine jokes tangerine jokes like there's so many ways you could go with it i'm I'm almost curious to think if because we there's been a history of these kinds of challenges on drag race where the late comer of the scene becomes the scene stealer and gets all the accolades so i wonder if that was part of her mindset that she wanted to be the the hero at the end, you know? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously the, the, um, the apple is the, the scene breaker. They're the drama. Right. They're, they obviously have the most like to add to the scene. Yes. The others are there to set up and the apple is there to break it down. Yeah. And I think that's definitely what she was like. I want that. I want that opportunity to, to send it all to shit. I want to be the the source of the drama. Yep. And I totally get that, but I think her setup was brilliant. I yeah, think she I set think it up brilliantly. Great. Like unfortunately, the, they had aren't some really glad we live in a community where we like it was great. It was she very was funny, good. clever, well, cute. Let's dive into the world's worst segment of the show. Um Carson plays the Ryan Seacrest role and meets the contestants mm-hmm. outside of the audition room. I thought it was really fun and cute. Uh it's been a while since we've had both Ross and Carson um, on an sh- episode together where it's not a finale. Um, first <laughs> up is Jackie, Heidi, and Gigi as the Del Rio sisters wearing matching cowboy shirts, blue um, tutus, and the worst wigs ever. Um, oh, and blue eyeshadow invented by Vanadu. Um, the looks are horrid. They're so bad. Like, I mean, I get it though. They're absolutely that, no. They're they're bad. They're on that purpose. Bodunk, that yeah. Bodunk trio of we have these matching sparkly hoedown looking outfits i didn't hate the wigs i thought the wigs made sense i thought the bad blue eyeshadow made sense like it's old ladies just taking their yeah. finger in some eyeshadow and going and yeah absolutely wiping it across their eyes i thought it, the looks were great i mean jackie's beard was it was present present and accounted for um i hope uh, i never see jackie in yellow hair again didn't really work for me i think um, it was yeah the, the light hair was not helping the gray makeup was not no. helping with her beard. Showing and the lack of lashes. She had, like, no lashes on. I but... mean, old ladies don't wear big, crazy exactly. lashes. I but, get that. You know what? It was still funny, and that's what oh, worked it was about hysterical. this scene. Um, for me, this was my favorite sketch of the night. Mine, too. Mine, too. Um, from the second Gigi died, she was a fucking superstar. It was, like, Weekend of Bernie's realness, but, like, Gigi was, was good at it. I clocked the Weekend of Bernie's thing right away, and I was like, this is cute. Did were you still on her team when she came to? I 
did not like that moment. Nope. I didn't understand. It didn't it. work for me. It didn't work for me. And again, I don't know if that was them or on the outline. I don't uh, think. Well, I, I think that moment could have worked. I think that moment totally could have worked. I just don't think she played it. No. Right. Like she did this weird, like raspy voice, and she went extra deep, and that didn't like. She could have done like a a where am I? I just had the craziest dream, and you were there, and you were there, and done like yeah. a Wizard of Oz thing. She could have gone a lot of different directions with it, and I just don't think it really. Because it was clear that, like, once that moment happened, Ross was like, okay, we need to wrap this shit up. This isn't funny anymore. Everything before this was hysterical and gold. This is not it. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. Well, speaking of Ross, um, the panel we had was Ross, Charo, and Ornacia. Um, Come on, Vivacious, making another cameo on the show. Vivacious got a paycheck, y'all. She got a paycheck. At first, I didn't... It was hard to hear. I know, right? I Um, thought... At first, I thought it was all... um, Things they had done from previous seasons, like right. things she'd already said, and they yeah. were just sealing quotes. And then they got a little more tailored to it, which I was like, okay, she actually recorded these. Yes, and had them had them sent in. Yeah, it was, it was very great. cute to have an ornation moment. Um, we're having all these comparisons to season six. Like, there, here we go again. Um, Wait. and and vivacious did go home on episode three. Well, so people didn't like the split season thing when it happened on season six. People didn't care for it now. I think people liked it because you get to see more of the girls, and that's Absolutely. great. Absolutely, which is what but I appreciate. It, yes. No, and I like that, too, but I didn't need the premieres to be identical. I liked that they were very different on season yeah. six. And then we stole the runway thing from the least successful season of all time on season seven. Like, what what are you doing? Why are you yeah. going back to things that didn't work? It's true. It. Anyways. Nick. Yeah. Look, well, fin- finishing up with the Del Rio sisters, Jackie definitely was the leader of the sketch. She was very good, but Heidi was a scene stealer. Heidi was a standout, and I yeah. 100% thought Heidi was in the top, or yeah. think Heidi's in the top. Yeah. I think she was my top choice. She really stood out. She, she yes, and she went with the flow. Mm-hmm. She sold the scene. Like, she was almost breaking Jackie, and it, yeah. I was like, damn. Like, and it's hard to break Jackie. Doing it. Oh, yeah. She broke um, Ross. She broke yeah. Charo. Like, it was. I she mean, spitting out the um, the teeth was hilarious. The teeth, yeah. Um, and then Jackie with the mouthing raspberries was a very fun moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, going back to the uh, going to West Hollywood ticket moment, Gigi the deep voice re- was interesting, not funny, but it was no. it, the the scene died literally. A second um, she came to. Yep. Yeah. So next up, we had the Squirrel Scouts from Camp Bengaho. Um, they had a squirrel in a cage. And all I could think about was Rat Race. Um, have you seen that movie before? I have seen Rat Race. Not should've a long bought, time. Should have bought Squirrel. Kathy Bates. So funny. It was... <sighs> again. Rat like Race a... was funny. Not this. This wasn't funny no, at all. No, no. I was like, it, it just was a weak concept. Yes. Again. Um... They were trying to be punny, and it just didn't work. Yeah. It. Widow was good. I still don't think it was that strong of a character. No. Um, I thought it was entertaining, and she the barbecue sauce made me laugh. Yeah. Um, I mean, from the start, regardless of the role, Nikki just didn't have the pop to make the scene work uh, for her. But baby, she. So my issue with it was: was she giving you sexy? No. She was giving me pretty. Like yeah. she was like, "Oh, I'm the pretty blonde girl." I was like, "I wanted Anna Nicole Smith. I wanted Jessica Rabbit. I wanted yeah. like over over sex. Like, yeah, everything is so breathy and so like." Or someone had said, I forgot who I was listening to. I think maybe it was on the pit stop with Bob and Thorgy. She should have done the whole thing in French. Like, right. 
because that's automatically sexual like yeah yeah just saying she could have been talking about um fungus and toenail clippings exactly french it would have been fucking sexy like yeah well we learn that these girls came together after being left at a box bus stop like roxy andrews yuck yuck um i really question whether they came up with that or if it was the writers i want to say it was them yeah, well, they were going for their reality show badge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my only the only line that stuck out to me was when they were going through the badges and Widow goes, this is barbecue sauce. And this one's barbecue sauce. That, that was, was funny. The best that, line. That's a meme. Um, they're also entrepreneurs with nut butter and insert Latrice Royale via a vivacious quote. Um, yeah. And then the squirrel bites Ross and then the scene is over and it was just, it was rough. It didn't, nothing, it, it didn't yeah. work. No. And it, it wasn't. Wasn't the weakest. No, it, it wasn't the was weakest. The um, yeah, it's just the concept was what really, really hurt. I think. Um, then we had the fr- fruity patooties, and they were fine, I guess. But I have to just point it out. Rock'em, I think that this concept was much stronger than some of the others. You just had one horrible, horrible yeah. performer in it. Yep, I think the concept was really strong. I think the broccoli could have been hilarious. It, yeah, absolutely. And the you, the joke they kept saying Brock Ally. To me, the joke was that she was a trans fruit. Like she was born a vegetable but wanted to be a fruit. And well, I think that would have been funnier. Yes. Had they gone that route. Would have been very problematic coming from Dahlia postseason. But uh, oh well yes. Um, um I will I just want to point out that Rockham painted kinda of like Soju. Very much in the face. Um, just the way she yeah, did her it was, eyes. Yeah, it was, it was tamed down, and I think the other, I think the other girls probably told her to tame it down. Absol- oh, absolutely. So she um, yeah, Dahlia was just horrible. I think if Rockham wanted a good part, she should have been the broccoli. Yeah, she would yeah. killed it. Yeah, but, there were there were two standouts in that group, and that was the broccoli and the bad apple, and and the bad apple was okay. Yeah, Jada was but, fine. Yeah, she also did not play to the camera. No, which, she didn't. Yeah, they made a joke. They made a comment about. Dahlia not playing to the camera. Yeah. Jada literally performed her like scene altering line to the back left corner. Yeah. I was like, what is going on right now? Yeah. Like she should have busted through the middle, played it direct to camera, direct to Ross and Charo, and it would have been it. Yeah. She and and then you had Yeah. yeah. Dahlia and just just her beats were off. The timing was horrible. I mean, when it got into that food fight scene, there was a good 10 seconds before she rammed into the bad apple. And it that just, was the best part. <laughs> yeah, it just, it, it was not great. But, yeah. Three girls, one brain. Um, it was it's, fine. Aiden did an admirable job keeping up with um, Britt and Sherry, who are it was out, cute. Like, pros. Had this been a sketch show and not a competition? Sure. I find that scene very difficult to judge as a part of a competition sure you've given three very different girls very different characters the task of being one and being judged as one and being the same like that's that's hard to do and then once they broke the scene it wasn't funny anymore either right once they broke away from the three girls like that was so like rapid fire i was like oh that it was like they needed to end the scene they just didn't know how to do it yeah but Um, we had another uh, bus stop moment that they met each other at a bus stop and then got struck by lightning. So <sighs> bus stops twice in one episode. Yeah. Um, I do want to say congratulations to Aiden Zane for wearing a different wig. Ugh. 
<laughs> I actually, what's funny is I like that wig. Her one wig. It's fine. I like it. I like it because I think she looks like a drag queen version of Lurch. Oh my god. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm super into that, like, I, as an aesthetic, like, because she has this giant forehead and then her brows are way up high and she has that pulled up eye. I think she looks like a drag queen Lurch and I'm really into that. Um, I don't know if uh, you saw, but, but um, there's obviously the meme going around with her in like six looks with the wig on. Yep. Um, yep. And then her drag sister, uh, Dragula season three star uh, St. Lucia, was like, you saw it on uh, Dragula first because St. Lucia wore it in her promo look. It's the sure. same wig. It's the same wig. Um, are they friends? Oh, they're sisters. Just... Yeah, they're, okay. they're close. Okay. Um, if you look okay. at their Instagram, they use the same filter for all their photos. There you go. But they're very, they're very, very close. Okay. Um, I want to ask, did Charo intentionally call it Miss Apipi, or did she mispronounce it and ran with the joke? I think she did it on purpose. Okay. I I, you never know with Charo. She's, she's crazy. She's in, she's in on the joke. She knows yeah. that her English is not very good looking, and she milks it on purpose. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, then you had the delayed reaction to the slap from Sherry. Um, I thought her look was very divine, which I think was a really strong, interesting choice from her. I forget, what was she giving? I I had a thought about what she was giving me. She, you know what it is. You're you're gonna die. So she's giving me Paper Mill Playhouse production of Sweeney Todd. Oh God, yeah. Okay. If if they had the budget to cast a blonde Bernadette Peters <laughs> from Into the Woods, like it was oh just God. such a mashup. She was giving me um. Oh God, you know who she really was giving me is she's in all the John Waters movies. Um divine no not divine she's a real woman she's um i believe she's the egg lady she's in crybaby okay, okay. she's the one she's this is horrible to say but she's got kind of like a hag face like she's got okay. a, a not so pretty face and she owns it and she really sure. leans into that she's got a big nose she's got um, right wait is it ratchet face she, what's your name ratchet face from crybaby yes i believe yeah, yeah, yeah. so I literally Googled the word hag the other day and her picture showed up. <laughs> oh, God. Let's see if I can find out her name. Yeah, That's so what she was saying. Well, well, it is now Elimination Day, and Aiden asks how they're all feeling about yesterday, and then Q the Brita thinks Aiden is the weakest link because she didn't lead them, and then Sherry chimes in as well, and the two of them are just, they're kind of instigating, and it's not a pretty look. Not at all. It's Yeah, it was, it was just so unnecessary the way that, like, it was... Too early for this Jinx Roxy Andrews right. type drama. Like, you don't know this girl. She pulled her own. She picked you in a group. And I think that was smart and commemorable on her part. And I think that this unnecessary drama is exactly that unnecessary yeah. drama. As, as, as she said, she picked the two of them because she knew they would be strong. And she's just not agreeing with their feedback. Yeah. Um, the only real mirror talk that we get for this episode centers around Dahlia because we're about to lose her. Dahlia has a twin, and they're both gay. Um, uh-huh. She came out to her mom at Applebee's. I thought that was very cute. Yeah, Hatchet Face. Yeah, Hatchet what's Face. The actress, what's the actress's name? She's that's what she was giving me because she had the blonde hair and she had right. the yeah, yeah. She actually kind of had Aiden's makeup on. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, well, back to Dolly's twin. Um, apparently, the twin wants to do drag too, and she just yeah. doesn't have time for it because it's her thing, bitch. And then, yeah, yeah, it was inconsequential. Who cares? It was a plot line. Yeah, exactly. Story point. Um, And then we saw that Heidi has an eight-inch nose, Um, and that was it. That was all we got for the mirror talk for the day. 
it's time for the runway. Uh, Rue comes on out in like a leopard print cat suit with matching heels, and it's fine. But the main event was really that main. That hair was good. Okay, so what? What's bothering? So I like that she's doing short, and that's cool. But these so far are the first two were walk arounds to me. What I call a walk around sure. look or a meet and greet look because uh-huh. it's like a it's a ready to wear. The fl- the feathers was a little more over the top, which I was like, okay, this is a thing. But then this was literally a dance costume. This was yeah. a dance costume. When and was the last like, time you saw RuPaul dance? But the, my thing with it is, is they read girls like, oh, you're out here in a leotard. Give us something else. Sure, Don't sure. wear another dance costume on a RuPaul's Drag Race runway. They're reading them, and then she's coming out in a dance costume. I mean, which of course she can do whatever she wants. But she she probably uh, blew the budget on the um, Drag Race UK um runway looks because she looked fucking incredible on that show so i i mean i like it i think it's cool to see her legs and i think yeah. it's cool she's gonna she's kind of i think she's obviously gonna stay with that aesthetic this season she's not gonna do gowns this season she's gonna do yeah. all things where you see her legs and th- i think it'll be cool but i want them to go a little further i want them sure, to absolutely yeah it was not it was not the best thing we've seen her in but it wasn't the worst thing it was fine yeah, it was it was the it was another aliexpress <laughs> you know, yeah. that everybody has that comes with the little boot covers yeah it's true you know but our I panel just, tonight i liked it it was pretty i would wear yeah. it but maybe not <laughs> on the runway of rupaul's drag race no well on the panel tonight we have michelle ross carson and special guest with the love of my life olivia munn um i <laughs> love olivia munn so much um if i were straight i would probably ask her to marry me um are you a olivia munn fan i am I recognize I didn't I knew the name and then I knew the face and then I put it together. Yeah, that's kind of who um, it was. My favorite appearance of hers is from the newsroom. Um, mm. Rest in peace, that show. Lord, I would love a, a revival show. right now. Oh, I, Aaron Sorkin, please give me some coronavirus and Donald Trump shit. That would be epic. Mm. Um, so on the runway, the category is buttons and bows, and rather than you know tooting and booting, we are going to play button up or bow down. You know, instead of bow down. Haha. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Um, I like to be punny. It took me a while to come up with this one. I was so like, button up mm, is good. Yeah, bow down is bad. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what we're gonna do, as I said on the podcast previously, is we're if there is any judges critique, we're gonna lump it into as we talk about it as well, rather than make it a separate section. But we are going to start with Jada Essence Hall, and her look was done by herself, and the hair was mm-hmm. by G. Walton. Um, it's very, very doll. It, I like that it's like a bit of a departure from her other looks, but there was something about it that just felt de- disconnected from her. It was cute. So I said the styling was cute, but it was basic. I guess yeah. she was going for like a pinuppy kind of thing. It. It was okay. It was not. It's not going to be one of her top ten looks. For no, season, not at a chance. Sure. I mean, I like that the pink bows on the arms match the sleeves, but it was the buttons on the torso that just felt like an afterthought. And it didn't do anything for the no. silhouette. It didn't do anything no. for No, it was almost look. like it was trying to be ombre, but like it, yeah. she didn't have enough colors there to make that Well, and I think happen. they could have been tighter or like a straight across belt. Like it was just kind right. of... A, they, she literally took a handful of buttons and went, yeah, and threw um, them in the middle and stuck them down. Yeah, like I like the hair. I thought it was a lot of fun. I like the little curled bang that uh, it was she had. cute. It was like it was that pinup, yeah, nineteen forties fifties thing. Um, I'm I I'm cute, gonna say but meh. yeah. I'm still gonna give it a button up just because I think it it was it was cool. I liked it. 
I guess I'll give it a button up, but it's like a hesitant. Yeah. Like it's 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 really in the middle for me. Yeah. Well, really as I always ask my audience, uh, seventy-five percent button up and twenty-five percent bow down. Uh, so I'm really on? like fifty-fifty. Yeah. <laughs> Next, we had Dahlia Sin, and she did not tag any of her as a designer, so I don't know who did any of it. Um, the judges loved the look, but Michelle couldn't see the hair. And then they talked about how she looked away and blocked the camera while she was trying to do sexy. Mm. And that's all. You completely just missed the joke of the skit. I'm going to just say the look was terrible for me. I hated it. I hated it. Hated it. Hated it. Hated it. Hated it. It had no silhouette. None. It had the fabric looked wrinkled and terribly yeah. treated. It, the colors were too muted. They kind of all blended together. It didn't give me any pop, any... The headpiece didn't make sense. It, yeah, I mean, hate the, me and write me about it. I don't know who made it. Whatever. The bunny ears with the bow. It. it was interesting, but it, it was fine. It was cool. It, it didn't do much. There was no tail to go with the bunny look, it and then the rest me, of the look just was haphazard. It was bad Cindy Lou Who cosplay to me. Yeah, it was. It was bad. And like um, I'm talking 1960s cartoon Grinch sure, Cindy Lou Who, sure, yeah, not yeah. not uh. Taylor Tyler Momsen. Right. <laughs> yeah, this was for me an absolute bow down. Bow down. I yeah, bow down. It was horrible. I did not like it. Well, uh, the audience went twenty five percent button up and seventy five percent bow down. Yeah, no. Next up, we had Rock'em Sakura. Uh, the look was by B Dazzler. The hair okay. was wigs by Tips, and then the bows were by Mary Vice and Roxy Cotton Candy. Okay. Um, this was loud, but it was fun. It's like Alice in Wonderland meets Rapunzel. But not the most memorable thing you'll see on her. So I said it was Alice in Wonderland meets Rapunzel meets Dorothy. It yeah. was to me, it was too many things. Sure, a little bit. I like it overall. Yeah, as far as its impact and its concept and the execution of it was okay. I wanted the apron to have a cinch to it. It sure. needed to either have like a white, like a white belt, like an apron should, or it needed to just be pulled a little bit because it kind of just went weirdly a-line and that silhouette should not go a-line um or em- umpire waist not empire waist not umpire empire <laughs> waist uh she's she's playing baseball um no it just it it was okay it was to me yeah it was it was too many things um because the fabric was dorothy the silhouette was dorothy slash um alice and then the hair was Rapunzel. Weird Rap- Rapunzel from a Paper Mill Playhouse production of. <laughs> well, we are reading Paper Mill. Um, yeah, no, it was. It was... No, it just just like a community theater production of. It yeah. just like it because you could see where the wigs were put together and like it didn't. I think it could have been a braid, or it could have. They could have treated the tracks better as far sure. as to get that same effect. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I, I, it was it was whimsical. I mean, I like that she's playing around with her makeup, but putting playing around with color, yeah. um, even though some other people do the same thing and they're not and they're getting ready for it. But whatever, I'm still going to give this a button up just because it wasn't. I was it horrible up. about it. No, it wasn't horrible. It just I would have edited it or maybe done it in a different color or a different fabric if you didn't want it to be compared to so many things. Like yeah. it was, I think three inspirations that I can clearly see is maybe too many. Sure. Well, the audience went 76% button up and 24% bowed, bow down. 
Okay. Next, we had Jan. Uh, the construction and design was by K- Casey Slater. Mm-hmm. Um, original concept by Andrew Barrett Cox. Okay. All right. I'm sure I'm going to get destroyed for this, but I think this is an exceptional look. That being said, okay, Voodoo Doll has been done to death. Um, Evie did oddly did a poor version of Voodoo Doll last Oof. season. I couldn't help but think of like the patchwork potato sack looks that Avant Garbage has done. Mm. And I don't know if you've seen Sherry Pie's skin dress. They all this was what this was. I've seen this before. That being said, the concept was great. She uh, sold it. I loved it. Ninety percent to me, the uh, the execution was great. Yeah, it. I liked it. Was a little bit voodoo doll. It was a little bit sock monkey. Yeah, it was a little bit disturbed. I didn't need the overskirt. Yeah, no, I don't know why we had. I that. didn't. I didn't need the. It was a reveal for the sake of a reveal. I, exactly. It, the I mask reveal it. was enough. Yeah, I don't think we needed the skirt because. Have you ever seen a voodoo doll with a skirt? It's always no. a like a stick figure kind Absolutely. of body. So I didn't think it needed a skirt, especially not in the same material. Maybe had it been a different material that you saw somewhere else in the outfit. Sure. Okay. Um, like it was a voodoo doll wearing clothes, because that I've seen. Yep. But if you just wanted it to all be one kind of fabric, which I was into, that was successful. I kind of wanted the nude underneath to be more interesting, because she had these uh-huh. huge gaps. Yes. Of what you saw, which was obviously like just like a nude bodysuit. I kind of wanted it to be something, whether it be cotton or like even like just like airbrushed to kind of look like cotton rather yeah, than just that, being that a, nude, really cool. a nude morph suit, which is what it was. Yeah. I wanted something under there, whether it be like um, cotton coming out or hay or something. I don't know. I still think it's amazing. And Absolutely. It's gorgeous. gorgeous. And I think it was the top look. For the whole runway. Uh, okay. I would say maybe my second. We haven't gotten okay. to the top one look yet. I, I but, think I know what it is too. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> no, it was, um, it was uh, definitely one of the top Yeah, I, I definitely am giving it a button up for this. Yeah, button up. Uh, the audience went 90% button up and 10% bow down. I agree with that. Yeah. Heidi in Closet. The look was by Bang Bang Designs. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting with the critiques, Rue asks if it's... Heidi Ho or Heidi Duty, and she picks Ho, and the collective screaming came back. Um, uh, Ross said that she was really fun in the improv challenge, and um, the look was cute. I, th- I mean, it's basic drag fabrics. Um, yeah. They came together um, to create like a classic Disney character. Yeah, I like that she went with brown curly hair instead of black because it it was a little different. And then the mm. button butt reveal was something else. It was it was it was very Heidi. It was whimsical. It was stupid. Okay. I'm ready to tear this apart. You ready? Do it. Do it. So, do it. it. So I love I love a nod to a Disney character. Absolutely. You know me. I love it. Love it. Love it. I think the fabrics, rather than doing them in a sequin, I would have done them in a more elegant fabric. I think. Yes. Um, like a nicer silk kind of maybe a chemise or a stretch chemise or something, instead of this cheap kind of stretch sequin fabric. It. The skirt needed more flounce. It was too direct to video. Like it was, yeah. This is the Pinocchio silhouette. This is the Pinocchio bow. This is the Pinocchio shorts. This is, and then it still didn't have as much finesse as like even a good Pinocchio cosplay costume sure. would have. It didn't have the nice trim that a Pinocchio costume would have. It didn't have that. It didn't have that German flair that I want from a Pinocchio costume. It was the bare minimum. Yeah. To make it a Pinocchio costume. And, I mean, and we, we, we've seen Milk do a Pinocchio uh-huh. before. And the reveal, I could see her pads. Yeah. That 
is what took me out of it completely. I was like, okay, this is cute. And then she did the reveal, and I was like, no, I can see where your pad stops. Yeah. And I was like, you just didn't think to put on two more pairs of tights, girl? Like, Mm-mm. that's all that it needed. Two more pairs. Get her some Planet Pepper. The pads weren't bad. No, the pads were not bad, and they were not misshapen, but she just needed two more pairs, so I didn't see the color differentiation sure, sure. That's in fair. her. That's fair. Or it needed a nude illusion. Like, yeah, the yeah. Bang Bang could have sewn a nude illusion into the into the butt cheeks. I liked it, so I'm going to give it a button up. What are you going to do? I'm going to give it a bow down. Well, 75... I yeah. I didn't care for it. 75% of the audience went button up. 25% went bow down. Sorry, Next week I'm had... a Disney and I love Disney, but no. I know, was, I know. It wasn't You're critical. It it's fine. It's fine. It wasn't enough for me. It didn't take it there. Next we had... Go. We had the gorgeous Gigi Good looking hair by Gigi Good. Um, I think she's brilliant. Um, this was... Constructed entirely of 25,000 buttons, mm-hmm. and there is a single bow on her crotch. I didn't even spook the bow. It's If you go to her it. Instagram, she has she has a crotch shot, and you see the tiny-ass fucking bow. She okay. looked fucking fashion. It was... Okay, what made it fashion to me was that she basically beaded a garment, shoes, and accessories using buttons. Yeah. That's what was fashion to me. The outfit boots and accessories were ready to wear to me. Okay. This okay. is this is an outfit you can get from New York and Company, Forever 21, uh, Mystique Boutique, Fashion Nova. Like, it's basic ready-to-wear, plunge-line, sexy, slutty girl from Harlem dress. It wasn't that inspired to me. But what sold it to me was the treatment yeah. of it, which was all these buttons. Absolutely. And that she went ham and put 25,000 buttons yeah. on, a, on a garment, shoes, and accessories. So that took it over to me. The silhouette and the garment itself were reminiscent of something I've seen Miss Fame or Violet Chachki wear. Mm-hmm. It's kind of been seen, but she did it differently. So I can't really penalize her for that. But I would have... I actually... Would have liked her to do a full beaded gown, but using buttons. I think Fair. that would okay, more interesting. More interesting than being so street fashion because everything she's given us so far has been street fashion. Right. And what's really fascinating to me is I know the rules of drag are very, very loose sometimes. Mm-hmm. She has not given us anything but flat chest. And I'm shocked Michelle has not called her out yet. I, I didn't mind the flat chest. I wanted even... Nina Flowers, who doesn't really wear breasts, contours her chest. Yeah, I mean, but in the in the in the age of Aquaria, little I just wanted a little do do on each side, just a little parentheses, just to to even a semicolon, not a semicolon, even a a two, a Roman numeral two. Yeah, just right down the middle, just to give me a little something, or even just a highlight on the pecs. I wanted a little a little something from the chest, because it also because the fabric was so heavy with um, buttons that it uh, felt like it gapped a little bit when she moved. So I think that would have been resolved had there been a little bit of highlighter contour on Absolutely. the chest. Well, I'm giving it a button up. Absolutely. I give it a button up. 96% agreed. 96% button up. 4% like go down. All right, like all right, all right. Next we had Jackie Cox with a look or by two. Pieretta Victory. Hair by mm-hmm. Chelsea Pierce. Um, Michelle is happy that Jackie took her makeup advice, and really, Michelle, this is just less of a filming day. 
Um, Ross thought it was a bit too costume shop. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is Mary Poppins Returns realness. Like, she looks like an extra from the movie, and it's also quintessential Jackie Cox. So it gave me neon, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious yeah. extra. Yeah. It was just a kind of neon version of that, neon version of, like, a Meet Me in St. Louis kind of silhouette. I, my, what would have taken it less costumey and more, I almost would have rather it be a little more period Okay. Ask rather than so costumey is I would have done, um, again nicer materials, not stretch. Okay. Not spandex materials. I would have done it out of. Um, I mean, maybe Coretta a... loves this four-way. Well, no, stretch. of course, and that's what she, that's what she's used to, and that's what she's good at. She's a good friend of mine. We do. We've done several costumes using Absolutely. bows. Yeah. For myself, um, I like to think that I put her on the bows and ruffles and neoprene because <laughs> I kind of did. Um. She made one garment for me out of neoprene, and I had her make a bow, and now she can't stop. Nope. Um, can't and I stop, love that. Can't stop, won't stop. Uh, can't stop, won't stop. But I just think it needed... Where's my notes? I think... Yeah, I think had she done it out of a little nice material, or, like, had the bows not been fabric bows and been, like, ribbon bows, Okay. I think it would have looked a little more elevated and not sure. so, like... Here's a dance costume right. out of a bag, okay. like, and also I wanted I wanted the hat to be bigger because the skirt was so big. Sure, I want like when you do big shoulders, big skirt. I need a big hat. It was yeah, big shoulders, proportions, big skirt, proportions, any little hat. Like I wanted, yeah. Even in the supercalifragilistic dancers, they have big, over exaggerated hats, big, over exaggerated shoulders, large skirts on the bottom. Like it's right. it's cartoon, and that's what she was giving, and the hat took it out of cartoon. Yeah. Like I had this hat, so I'm gonna put it with the belt. <laughs> it it needed that custom hat to go with that outfit. I, think. I absolutely am gonna give it a button up. I I loved it. I'll give it a button up. Seventy one percent of the audience went button up. Twenty nine percent went bow down. I feel that. Next up, Widow Von Du. Uh, yet again, nothing on social media to figure out who's responsible. She has not tagged any of her single designers, and that's really pissed me off. But it's fine. It is she what it is. She makes a lot of her own stuff. So tell us. I want to. Yeah. I want to celebrate yeah. you. No, I so think I think she you. makes. I think she made it herself. And is everything gonna be neoprene? Um, can I make a really probably off t- bad taste joke? Go ahead. This is the coronavirus personified. <sighs> it's terrible. It to me, it was cute, but a little uninspired. I've She's a seen clown. Fine. So many clown looks. And it wasn't anything all that special or new or different no. as far as the clown goes. The white stripe, maybe. And, like, even how she was painting it when eh. we saw it for the hot second, it was weird. I don't know. There was nothing flattering about this look. It mm. just, I mean, she called it high fashion and couture. And I was like, do those words mean something else in Missouri? Like, yeah. what is going on here? I literally, there's literally been one look of hers that I've liked, and that's the um, Missy Elliott uh, um, hood. But other than that, yeah, I, I just, like that. I'm not here for Widow Von Du's looks at all. I think she's yeah. a fabulous person, but the, yeah. she is not a I think she's got great queen. personality um, and a great entertainer, but so far the looks have not impressed me. And I've seen her live, and I did like her looks, but they're all that same neoprene cutouts, chaps, jacket, yeah. bikini top. So, like, this was probably the most far removed from those because it's more of, like, sure. a suit but it was a suit made of neoprene. Yeah. So, like, is it really that different? Not really. No. Um, I also... She did that... She has these large shapes, like the large bow and the large bow in the back. And then she had no hair on. 
and I was kind of like, I needed, I think Something. I needed big, big hair. Like, but you know what it was? It was, uh, it gave me, uh, what's her name? Asia O'Hara's clown. Yeah. Without her glitter clown without the, um, pipe cleater hair. Yeah. That's all. That's kind of what it was. Yeah. I mean, it's I think done, I've seen it. this entire I did. I enjoyed the muted colors. I think she was smart to go with muted colors rather than going bright like everybody else did. Right, right, right. But it still wasn't inspired or, and didn't. I'm not going to take it to a designer and ask them to remake it. No, for me. never, never, never. Um, yeah, no, I was going to say it was like that we have a lot of people that in this specific challenge that you seem to, we seem to be calling back to other people's looks from previous seasons or just in general. So it, it's really interesting to feel like maybe this was not a great challenge, even though there were predominantly good looks on it. It just didn't feel like an inspiring runway. Yeah, this is. I'll give this. This is the high school production of Barnum. Yeah, that's what it was to <laughs> me. <laughs> I'm absolutely giving this a bow down. Yeah, I guess I have to give it a bow down because I don't love it and I really don't hate it, and I feel like I'm leaning more towards it wasn't didn't didn't inspire me. So I'll go bow down. Yeah. So 36 percent of the audience went button up. 64 percent went bow down. Mm. Next we have Crystal Method. No photo or designers. Mm-hmm. Um, Michelle said that she got lost in the improv challenge and says that her makeup is distracting and repetitive, which is not cool. Uh, Ross wants her to merge her beautiful art with her face and cue the breakdown on the main stage. Honestly, mm-hmm. it was a bit harsh. It was. It was. It, it's a lot. My thing. I feel the opposite because I thought her face was so interesting, I dynamic, and gave me character, and the alpha gave me nothing. Absolutely. It's the pink? outfit had no distinct silhouette. No. And it needed to either be more voluminous or more tight to the body. It yeah. was it was very forgettable. It wasn't it wasn't mod and it wasn't flapper. It was some weird conglomeration in between and it didn't work for me. Yeah. Uh, well, the only thing that worked in this whole segment was Olivia's feedback saying that um being what a, a, what everyone else is not and that's you. I thought it was very smart. I think Olivia Munn mm-hmm. gave good feedback. But yeah, this was just pink. It had a bow, it had some buttons on it. It was a very forgettable baby doll look. Um It was a I, poncho I just, and a skirt. Yeah, it was, it was a poncho and a skirt. I'm not mm-mm. It was a bow down. Bow down. No, no thanks. Well, thirty Because actually I love her face and I think that if her outfits were more interesting i would be more into it like her outfit so far have been really basic to me but her face is so dynamic and so interesting I feel, the, I feel the complete opposite of what um what ross said yeah i think make the outfits match your face elevate your outfits to to give me what your face is giving me because yeah. i think your face is so interesting and so fun 33 percent of the audience went button up 67 percent went bow down next we what? have nikki doll the look is by Alex Dymek, hair by Charlie Lemundi, and nails by Gracie J. Uh, Carson asks if the language barrier had any holdups for her and then compared her to Charo, who just launches into Spanish, which, as we discussed a little bit, that she could have just done French for the whole yeah. thing, but yeah. regardless. But she but just didn't, look, she didn't give it a character at all. No, I she think didn't. There was, was the no character. No. The, 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 I'm a little lost with this look, personally. Uh, there's a lot going on. It's Cinderella, but it's not... I think yeah. the only thing I loved about it was the hair because it's a fucking button. I think the hair was cool. I think it could have been done better. Um, and then I liked the actual the like stage business of her taking out the needle and putting it back in and like sure. pretending to sew. Sure. I thought that was actually the most interesting and dynamic thing was her actually giving herself something to do on the runway to give her look a story. My problem was 
kind of from the waist down because the bow and the needle were interesting. But then from the waist down, like the trumpet skirt didn't give me enough. It what it needed more volume. It needed to go out more to me for it to actually have a reason to be a trumpet skirt. Sure. To be a mermaid skirt, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it was just sheer and see through. And uh, yeah, I get she was going for like, oh, it's an unfinished garment. This is like the it's an editorial attempt at like a they're putting the dress together on me. But it and we, we've kind of seen it didn't, that. But it also didn't look like a garment. Like no, it, didn't it didn't look like an outfit. So no. it just was half an outfit that looked like half an outfit. Yeah. And that that being said, Nikki Doll is a high fashion model mm. and she somehow still made it work. And I think it's because of I think the stage she, oh, no, business she, she that you sold gave it. it. Yeah. She sold it on the runway. But like anyone else, it, it wouldn't have, it would have been a flop. If you look at it just on as a per like it didn't give that much to me. And also she's so high fashion for her to do this kind of princessy hair with this button was really kind of basic to me. Like I mm-hmm. wanted it to be more interesting and editorial than that. Sure. I mean, we've seen Cracker do a hair uh, uh, hat. Hair uh, hat. So it's it wasn't the most original, but I think it worked for her. I wanted I wanted um, threads like hair. Okay. Like a okay. different color hair threaded inside the holes. All right. That would be cool. It, yeah. To make it clear because i saw just like a a visor of hair at first and i was like oh it's a button but had she had like crisscrossing hair even in like a slightly different blonde just to give it a little differentiation to be like this is a button yep i I I, mean i I agree it's drag race and it's an audience that doesn't necessarily know fashion they just wanted to watch drama and exactly men in wigs lipstick you got to spoon feed it to them a little bit you know i agree to the obvious sometimes or hold it back even more i still think i'm gonna give it a button up though i'm gonna give it a bow down i didn't care for it that much 73 percent went button up 27 percent went bow down next we have aiden zane no designers tagged um seraphim is doing the most on drag race this season um this hair can we discuss the hair can we please discuss the hair it literally no. is the same hair um, it's the same hair. Um, someone help her out. Seraphim, you have enough wigs. Give her something of yours, please. So, okay. I have so many feels about this. <laughs> Me too. I literally, I literally like just screamed. I was like, what? It, that's all I, that's all I had to say about it. I was just like, what is going on? What, who, who, what, where, when, why was this? Okay. So what I wrote down about this, <laughs> let me read my novel to you. Uh, it, where is she? Where is she? Okay. It's the same wig with yep. a bunch of barrettes and buttons and bows. I like that as a concept. Like a pussycat wig, it's very um, kawaii Harajuku girl where you just put every sure. accessory you own in it. I thought that as a concept was great. I wish it had been in a brighter color or even a different color mm-hmm. than just that same black lurch wig we've seen 20 times already. Um, and then she had about seven bows on this red sweater dress so had she been committed 100% to doing this as the look I wanted big bows on the wrists maybe big bows on the elbow and then maybe bows or buttons lining the bottom to give it something else interesting but to me what I said this was the meet and greet slash walk around version of this challenge yeah it was the bare, bare, bare minimum. I mean, how did she get on the show? 
I've heard this question asked. I like they really must have wanted to well, do this crossover between Dragula well, and Drag Race. What I've seen from her since, like all her promo looks and press looks, I've actually really liked. And she's done some really cool and interesting things. And I think that's 100% because of growth from the season. Same thing sure. with um, Crystal. She's changed her makeup every time you see her Yeah, from now on. It's not the same cookie-cutter face with different colors. It's a different mouth shape, a different eye shape, different cheek color. Like, it's, sure. it's still wacky and out there, but it's tweaked and the shapes are different each time. Yeah. I just, I have to give it a bow down. Like, this, no, was, there, it, this it was, was terrible. It was the bare minimum. It barely met, like, this look alone should have put her in the bottom for me. Sure. Um, I thought she definitely did not excel in the challenge, but she did well enough to be safe as far sure. as the challenge goes. Yeah. But if they're actually judging these runways, this was unacceptable. <laughs> yeah, this was horrible. 13% went button up. 87% went bow down. I want whatever those button-up people are smoking, right? Girl. Uh, next, we had Britta with a look by Florence Lee, hair by drag by Cheryl. I don't know. How, I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Uh, drag by Cheryl? Yeah. That's um, Chastity and Ariel Sinclair's wig company. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, amazing. This is a very fun look for Britta. I think of the pink doll looks, this was my favorite. It's playful. It it, 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 it's, it doesn't I love the hair. I love the hair. I love the blonde. I liked the button cutout at the bottom. And I liked the placement of the bows. Now, yeah. this is actually where I would have done the opposite of what I said for Jackie. I think this one needed fabric bows that were a little, had a little more um, uniform to yeah. them and a little more volume. They could have sure. been a little bigger or they could have just been like uniform shapes because they were ribbon bows. They all were slightly different. And because mm-hmm. she's creating this uniform pattern, it kind of distracted the eye. And I'm looking at like, why is that bow wonkier than this one? Why is that bow slightly more pulled than this one? They weren't fair, fair, fair. I think, I think it needed more uniformity with the bows. I love the color. I love the buttons. I love the silhouette. I love the fabric. I think it just needed a little more uniformity, but I'm not going to falter for that, and I would definitely no. give it a button. And I, I think the way it moved on uh, the runway was not as flattering as it sits when you're posing for a photo. Like, the shots she has in well, the that, photos yeah. are gorgeous. Well, that's that, that's that silk chemise fabric. I've had garments made out of that before, and it is going to buckle if you yeah. even think about it. Like, it's going to buckle. It's going to wrinkle. It's, it does not stay flat unless you are literally standing there like a right. brick, like a, like a log. Yeah. I definitely will give it a button up. Uh, the audience was very, 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 very interesting on this one. They went 59% button up and 41% bow down. Really? I know. I was very shocked at that one. I'm surprised by that. I, I, There are things about it I think could have been better, but I think the actual um, impact of it was positive. Yeah. And finally, um, Sherry Pie had a look by Florence DeLee. The doll and the glasses were by John Brandon. Um, Michelle thought that she was funny and Ross said she was very smart, but this look was an A plus by Florence. Um, she knows how to make a look. I think the color story was right on. The giant bow was perfectly creepy. And then the yellow Mm -hmm. button eyes popped. And then to Mm -hmm. find out those aren't actually eyes. Those are glasses. Mm -hmm. Exceptional. And I loved having the doll. The doll matching was great. 
And they did praise her for her performance in the challenge. But again, I'm back to how do they really pull her out of the group when they were all doing the same thing? Right. I had a problem with that. I don't think that anyone of that group could have been in the top, in my opinion. Who would but, you have replaced her with? Well, let me talk about the outfit first. Okay, so okay. I, I loved the outfit. I thought it was extremely successful, really well done. But it's a baby doll dress. Mm-hmm. And all... 90% of what Sherry wears is baby doll dresses. Correct. So we are going to, we've seen it and we're going to keep seeing it. So that's my prediction is that, okay, I'll give you a pass because this is only the second runway. Sure. And this is you and you're showing a signature you, but she didn't know where this was going to fall in the season. That's fair. She didn't know it was going to be her first runway. So we might see six other baby doll dresses. That's valid. So that's, that's my only fear with it. I mean, we already know she's, technically not in the top four um literally due to a technicality um but i think i i think we might we might even hear it from the judges they might say okay how many more baby doll dresses are you gonna wear yeah how many very possible to see this large sleeve flouncy dress silhouette how many petticoats do you have packed in your suitcase yeah give me the tea um but I do think it was 100% successful. I really liked the look. I definitely give it a button up. I would too. I think it's definitely a button up. 82% of the audience went button up. 18% went bow down. So we I had... would have replaced her in the top two with uh, Heidi. Okay. All right. I would have put Heidi in the top. Well, Widow, Jada, Jan, Rockham, Gigi, Aiden, Britta are all safe leaving. Dahlia, Heidi, Jackie, Crystal, Nikki, and Sherry as the tops and bottoms. And as the judges deliberate, Ross says, and I quote, this was a good week for Heidi Ho. Mm. So they clearly backstage are calling her Heidi Ho for a little bit. Um, And again, more tea from Jackie. After this whole moment, uh, apparently backstage she told her um, she can't use Heidi Ho. (laughs) Well. Saving Team High Camp. Um, Sherry is deemed the winner of the night, winning $5,000. Uh, we later learn at the end of the episode that WoW and VH1 have decided to donate $5,000 to the Trevor Project in lieu of the events from Sherry post-show. Lovely. Yes. Heidi, Jackie, and Crystal are safe, leaving Nikki and Dahlia as the bottom two. The lip sync song is Problem by Ariana Grande featuring Iggy Azalea. Uh, did you we have learned... a problem with this lip sync? Oh, I, oh I fuck, did. I did. Uh, we learned that Dahlia has performed Ari before, but girl, it did not show. Um, once Nikki did that wig reveal that the button like dropped into more hair, it was over for Dahlia. And I'm going to say it, this may be one of the weakest lip syncs in show history. They, so this is the same problem back to season seven when they had, when they cast 10 fashion girls and four comedy slash dance queens yeah you've got they don't do any she's they're not doing anything i'm sorry if nikki or dahlia are listening or if anyone wants to tell them how what i said i don't really care they didn't do anything and i think that there is more to performance than dancing i think you can sell it through storytelling through acting your face face comedic timing yeah they just literally walked around and they walked around each other and then they walked around the stage. Because, like, it's... Forth, we and... have the first episode, your other look queen of the season, Gigi Good, is selling a fucking yeah. campy performance yeah. while yeah. looking stunning. It's yeah. possible. 
Yeah. Some people are just not performance queens, and that's okay. We live in no. a world where well, look there are other are options. Great. No, there are other options. On they can this do runway, show... they can do print, they can do whatever. Exactly. But you are going to be required. If you're going to find yourself in the bottom, which if you can't perform in an acting slash improv challenge, you're going to find yourself in the bottom. Exactly. You need to be prepared to perform or lip sync. It's true. I mean, in the end, Nikki is safe sending Dahlia home, and the big moment of this was Dahlia was so pissed, she doesn't even have an exit line, she just storms off. And yep. I really wanted to say that was a very ungrateful move to do. I know you're it in your, your emotions, but there are how many girls out there begging to be yep. on this show, and yep. you are butthurt because you went home first? Someone else would love to at least have the opportunity yeah. to be on the show. Absolutely. Um, I don't think Rue looked pleased by this, and I don't think no. we'll ever see Dahlia on the show again. Um, it, it was it was unceremonious. It was unladylike. It was unprofessional the way that she exited. But I would say I don't think that Nikki should feel all that good about staying because all. she barely blur- barely deserves it. Like yeah. neither of them. I was literally like watching. I'm like, I don't know who's going home and nor do I really care because I kind of want them both to go home. That's fair. Based on on this lip sync. Love you both. You're probably both lovely people. It just, it wasn't your day. It wasn't your lip sync. No. You didn't perform to the best of anyone's abilities. Um, Now, to wrap this up a little bit, I want to, I pose two questions for you. Okay. Did watching this episode change your view of reality show editing and how the producers can truly manipulate an audience reacting to its content? 100%. Um, but also, I think even just the the news of Sherry's, um, all the allegations and the, the facts and whatever, changed my view of Sherry Pye and of the TV show in general. Because watching the first episode, I was like, really? She made the top two? Because I didn't see it for her, but I think that had to do with what happened. I thought Jan, to me, was the standout Sure. in in that episode. I thought it was Jan and Jada. Not even Jada. I thought it was Jan and uh, who did I have? Who did I like from that episode? I don't remember. But whatever. Jan was my standout. I thought Jan was robbed of being in the top two on that episode. So with them editing out Sherry's thoughts and opinions... Yeah, it gives her less of a voice and it gives me less to root for her or and it, even and it, if she had maybe she had been edited as the villain for all we know. Absolutely. It doesn't give me possible. anything. Doesn't give me anything to feel about her or any way to formulate an opinion about her. And I think that's kind of what they wanted. They don't want you to have an opinion about her because they want you to focus on the other contestants, right. which I think is fair because they need to give still allow the opportunity for the other contestants to shine. What was hard for me to do was justify why she won because we saw so little of her presence and why even because I'm sure they edited out a lot from the scene of the three of them. Yeah. The runway Um, was extremely strong, but again, I don't know how to judge that group as someone who has judged many a pageant, many a contest competition, pageant competition. Um, it's it that was difficult for me to judge and also like whoever wrote that scene or wrote that prompt how they thought that was going to be good for judging and for fairness i don't understand i agree um so i had my top two was um heidi and probably widow yeah who is in danger girl 
in in general. Yeah. Uh, Nikki. Yeah, I think this was a really bad showing from Nikki, and she's going to have to step it up. I know yeah. we're getting a um, ball next episode, so okay, this could I love be good ball. for her. Um, but uh, if we're getting a ball, you know who I'm really terrified for? Aiden Zane. Oh, I was going to say anyone but Jada. <laughs> Three looks from Aiden. I'm fucking terrified. My Yeah, my prediction for who's going to do the best is going to be Jada, Widow, Sherry, yeah. and Britta. Listen, if you have Florence Lee making all of your yeah. shit, yep. you are going to do exceptional yep. on Drag Race. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. what is going to happen. Um, well, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's... I'm also I'm feeling bad for Jan because I think Jan is doing exceptional and I hope that she gets a moment to shine and she gets pushed a little more forward before she if before and if when she gets sent home that she just doesn't kind of unceremoniously just like, oh, well, you did bad this week, but you've done so well. We just didn't put you in the top. It's very, very reminiscent to Sugarcane. Yeah, where she didn't get praised and then suddenly. Yeah, yeah. but But she just didn't get praised when she deserved it, because I definitely think that she was one of the top on that first episode. Sure. Yeah. Well, this was an absolute delight. We only had a couple little hiccups uh, from the technology standpoint, but the audience will never fucking know. Where can we find <laughs> well, you on this social is, media? This is our coronavirus uh, is. live stream. Um, you can find me on social media at Fifi Dubois DQ. That's F-I-F-I like a poodle. D-U like duh. B-O-A-S like Avril Lavigne spells boy. And DQ is in drag queen, dairy queen, disturbing questions, or dystopian queefs. Fifi Dubois DQ on all social media, including FarmersOnly.com. Do you know why I'm on FarmersOnly.com? Why? Because I'm a hoe. Well, hey, and I'm assuming it's the deal. same on Venmo as well. It is the same on Venmo, and I just lost all of my gigs. Yes, my yes. Uh, all, all the bars in New York City are closed. Um, my day job is currently closed. Um, yeah, I was supposed to do a pageant this weekend. It may or may not be canceled, and if it's not canceled, it's apparently going to be a quarantine special where it's literally going to be just judges and contestants. Oh Lord, okay. So that's going to be interesting. Um, and I still got to pay for flights and food and other things and i have no current income so yeah yeah listen, listeners please 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 help out fifi anything helps a dollar two dollars whatever you can do just support your local entertainment exactly hard if people say they need food they're not joking they're not you know and i haven't asked for any help yet but i don't see any way that i'm not going to need to yeah Uh, and, it, it, and as someone said to me, we're all in the same boat. It doesn't make things yeah. easier, but it's maybe maybe this is the un- unity the community needs a little bit to come together to f- battle something, and we'll see what happens when we're on the other side. Yeah, here's to the light at the end of the tunnel. Exactly. Well, this was an absolute pleasure. Thanks for doing this. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks for having me. A huge thanks to Fifi for chatting. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. And make sure you engage with me on social media and tell me what your favorite episode has been. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. (laughs) 